Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi there, boys and girls. This is Mickey D from Scorpions, and you are listening to Talking Metal. So stay tuned, and you're going to hear some rockin', rockin' songs. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from Fort Wayne, Indiana, on a summer vacation, visiting the in-laws out here with the family, and uh, yeah, somehow I managed to come down with a summer cold, which I'm not sure I've ever had a cold in the summer. Ugh, yeah, there it is, gross, right? Yeah, but um, I apologize for the stuffiness, and uh, psyched for this show. It's always a thrill when we get somebody on the show, you know, here 683 episodes or whatever this is, in. Uh, we get we get somebody on the show that I haven't spoken with before. It's always a thrill. And it's especially a thrill when it's somebody I've been a fan of for, you know, 30 plus years. Well, about 30 years, actually, because I saw this guy play for the first time with King Diamond uh, just about 30 years ago in Boston and uh, when I was going to Berkeley College of Music up there. 
And uh, wow, what a great show that was. I definitely remember it just being incredible and remember being blown away by the guy who was behind the kit at that show, Mickey D. He's on the show today. What a career from King Diamond through all those years in Motorhead, of course, and, and so much more that we're going to talk to him about. Uh, yeah, we got we got... We got video games going on in the background, barking dogs, uh, a lot of fun family activities happening here in Indiana. So if you're hearing any of that, I apologize. Probably not. I'm hearing it, though. All right. So having said that, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get into right now a little classic King Diamond with Mickey D on the drums. This is T.
Tea by King Diamond. T-E-A by King Diamond. That's how you spell the song, in case you don't know. Off the Them record, classic, classic stuff with Mickey D on drums. And uh, Mickey, of course, now is playing with the Scorpions. They are going out on tour with Megadeth. I'm going to check them out in New York City in September. It's going to be freaking awesome. Megadeth always uh, deliver a great show, as we know. Been seeing them through the years. And Scorpions, surprisingly, the Scorpions, I haven't seen them all that many times through the years. I've definitely seen them before, but it's been a long time. I was trying when uh, they played Brooklyn a couple years back. I was planning to go, but my wife ended up having something going on that night, and I couldn't go. I think she was out of town, actually. Um, so I'm psyched that right now they're, uh, we're not right now in September, they're playing in New York city at Madison square garden with Megadeth. I will absolutely be at that show. We have bought our tickets. We are ready to go. I don't get a lot of free tickets. Um, somebody recently was accusing me of getting free tickets or suggesting I get free tickets. Occasionally I get them, but honestly I buy, you know, 85% of all my tickets I do. I do buy them. Uh, I'm not opposed to free tickets. If you're in a band, you want to give me free tickets. I'm I'm all ears. But usually, free tickets are something that come about like last minute, and I, I, I'm not into that because I want to be sure I, I make the show. I need to plan way in advance, and babysitters and all that type of stuff have to be involved. So I, I generally buy my tickets way in advance, like I did for the Scorpions and Megadeth show in New York City, which I cannot wait to see that. But who really cares about what Mark Striegel does, right? Especially when you got a guy as awesome as Mickey D on the show, who is now uh, playing with the, the Scorpions, one of my all-time favorite bands. So let's get into some classic old-school Scorpions. Of course, Mickey D isn't playing drums on this particular recording of this song, but it's my guess and my hope that if we all go see the upcoming tour with Mickey D on the drums with the Scorpions that we'll get to hear him play this song. I'd love to hear Mickey D play this song. And I got my fingers crossed because this is a, a great classic by such a great band. The Zoo by the Scorpions, followed by my interview with Mickey D.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal and calling in on the line a great drummer who I saw for the first time uh, on September 3rd, 1987 with King Diamond, and uh, that was at the Channel in Boston. And now I'm getting ready to see him almost 30 years later to the date at Madison Square Garden in New York City with the Scorpions on September 16th, the one, the only, Mickey D. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm great. I'm in Sweden. Uh, we're just uh, having a bit of a, a break. We just finished off the, the European leg here uh, this summer and uh, waiting for the the great U.S. tour. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited for this tour. Like I mentioned, I saw you for the first time way back with King Diamond, saw you many times with the Motorhead. Never uh, never seen you with, yet with the Scorpions, so I'm quite excited for that. The tour is going to be great. Megadeth, the, the Scorpions, touring all over the United States and Canada. And uh, what can we expect from the, the Scorpions set list this time around? Are you digging deep into, into the catalog? Well, uh, we are, we just, you know, we, we did a few shows in the U.S. last year. Uh, unfortunately, it was just a few shows booked around the fact that we had a residency in uh, Vegas. So uh, this time around, we're going to come around with uh, a few more uh, new songs that we added onto it and old classics, of course, and uh Ah, it's a great show. We've been we've been doing most of it this summer, and and I think it's a it's a great show. Cool. Well, I'm I'm really so uh, expect yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I'm very excited to see you with the Scorpions, and you know, you mentioned the Las Vegas residency. You know, because, uh, they announced that you were filling in in the Scorpions, and then yes. it was uh, about eleven months ago, last September, that they said you were now a permanent member of the band. What caused that right. transition? Like, what happened for for you to go from a temporary fill-in guy to a permanent member of the band? Well, you know, overall, we uh, we clicked really right away, uh, all of us together, and it sounded really good. And uh, I was filling in for for James. He didn't feel too good at that point and uh you know he just needed a, 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 some time off I, I suppose and uh so that that was about it and then uh, the guys decided to uh to keep me and if and i really you know i, I had nothing do uh, going at that point so uh you know we just clicked it, it just sounded right and and you know per- personally we we just liked it all it it, it was great so here I am. Right on. Well, it seems like a great combination. And you know, you mentioned you mentioned some new songs coming into the set list. Uh, are those like brand new songs that you guys have have just written, or are you talking stuff like from a, a couple years back? No, 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 no. It's right. it's it's older songs, but right. we added some songs to right. to this U.S. leg. That's okay. what we did, and and oh, it's gotcha. some old classics, and you're gonna enjoy it. So it's gonna be good. Cool. And the tour, of course, is with Megadeth. Do you do you know those guys very well? Do you know Dave Mustaine? I know you've had such a, a history with Motorhead and stuff. Oh, must, absolutely. Must I mean, actually, Megadeth was the band opening for us 1986 on the Fatal Portrait Tour with King Diamond. Oh, wow. So i known them forever, actually. And I remember the Abigail tour you were talking about. That was with Trouble. Yes. The band Trouble. Yep. 
and uh, then 88 was with Armored Saint. So uh, it was uh, three really good tours we did there. But Megadeth was first out 1986, and that's when when I got to know those guys, and I've known them ever since. And, and uh, you know, it's a great band, great guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to start off, you know? Absolutely. I did want to just mention again, before we kind of move into some of your history, the Scorpions, Megadeth, on tour, touring the 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 whole North American continent. You're, you're up in Canada. The tour starts actually in Pennsylvania on September 14th. I will be at the September 16th show at Madison Square Garden. Uh, it goes to Canada from there, then back to Chicago, Denver, Salt Lake City. So go to scorpions the scorpions.com to get all the tour dates. Uh, it's going to be a, a great, great tour. You got, uh, uh, let's see, October 7th at the Forum in Los Angeles. This is a pretty big and extensive tour, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you out on the road with the Scorpions. And kind of to segue, you know, you, you, like I mentioned earlier, and you mentioned uh, the the King Diamond era for you. The uh, I saw you again with Trouble in, in Boston. That was a great, great tour. You did four, I believe, four great studio records with King Diamond. When you look back on those records, which ones are your favorites? Uh, it's hard to say because they all all represent a certain time. I mean, when, when we did Fatal Portrait, the first one that I played on, uh, uh, well, the first King Diamond record after Merciful Faith, that uh, that was a great time, and uh, Abigail was was even better. And and them, I guess we we were really rolling for a while. And Conspiracy was a little different. I was uh, playing with Don Dawkins at that point, and so I kind of stepped in and did the record. But I was not in the band at that at that moment, you know. Um, but that is a great album, and uh, I wish I had some more time, you know, uh, to have worked out the drums. I liked what I did, and I liked the albums, and I, uh, the album, and I really like what they wrote song-wise. But I wish I could have had a little bit more time, and uh, you know, now afterwards, I could have done a few different things, you know. But that's that's <laughs> how you feel about every record you do, <laughs> right? Uh, it turned out okay, I think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, you mentioned the the Don Dockin stuff. You were, I mean, that was really an all-star lineup. I mean, it was you on drums. You had Peter, Peter Baltz from Accept on bass. John Norum from Europe was in there on, on guitar. Wow, what a lineup that was for yeah, it was from great. the ashes. And Billy White from Watchtower and, and Don. Yeah, yeah, we had a great year. We toured... Uh, 12 months. Uh, I think the album we released was a very good album, Up From the Ashes, and and the tour was it was even better. We were much heavier than what the album kind of sounded like, and, and def- especially me and Peter, we, we enjoyed that a lot. You know, right. we wanted to get very heavy. Uh, but then again, Doc and Odon, it's not a heavy metal band or super hard, so I think Don sounds the best when he Things the way the old Dawkins stuff used to be, you know. That, so you know, but uh, overall, we we managed to to blend it and mix it pretty good with with some heavy stuff and and you know maybe some poppier stuff too. Right on, right on. It's it's funny. I was listening to Eddie Trunk on Sirius oh about two weeks ago, and somebody called in 
and just started raving about how they love that up for the ash up from the ashes album. Yeah, that is that is a good record. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we all enjoyed it. I think it was a little overproduced <laughs> listening back to it. It was too sleek. Uh, I remember us doing the demos for that one, and, and it was much, much, much heavier and raw. Mm. But it, it almost turned out to be too, too perfect in a way. But I guess that's the way the albums were supposed to be made. I mean, people at that time—that's that was a big thing to make them really sleek and great, great sounding. I, I remember us being a little careful for not, you know, not sounding too, too dirty and heavy. But today, that that would have been the perfect thing, you know. But that's that's how it is with old records. I mean, you don't want to redo them or nothing. It's it's history. They're great as they were. We liked it, and that's the important thing. The same thing goes with all the Motorhead records. You can hear a million things you like to redo or or done differently. But you know, overall, I remember each album that we were very satisfied at at the moment, and that's what counts. And, and then if people really like it, that's a bonus. But the three of us loved it, and then it's history, and we move on. We move forward. Right on. And, you know, you look at all the the great artists that you've played with, Motorhead, Don Dock, and King Diamond, and, I mean, so many more we could mention, too. But do you have to adjust? Because these are, these are different-sounding bands and different-sounding artists. Do you have to adjust your style when you step into a band? Even with the Scorpions, you know, are you... Are you uh, conscious of what the scorpions sound like and do you have to play differently depending on the situation yeah it's it's, it's a good question because it's it's um it's very hard and very um, different each band of course but i try to put mickey d into each band of course uh i i say you know if you want me I, I hope they're going to want the sound that I can create or the way I play. And it's not of, uh, you know, necessarily for sure that it's going to work or, or, or fit or, or so. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that didn't, I know there's people out there when I joined Motorhead, they go, Oh my God, Mickey D and Motorhead, that's never going to work. But of course, you know, you make it work. And, uh, and uh, same with Scorpions. I'm I'm very proud and uh, honored to be 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 honest. With, I mean to to tell you the truth that it feels great to be able to change them or to add something. You know right. that I can uh, put some more maybe more power into it and and add what I'm good at. I mean James did a hell of a job. He played great over 20 years to these guys and. And here I'm stepping in and and uh, I'm adding some other stuff to it. You know, some people will like it and, and some people will not like it. So, but that's the way it is, you know. And right. uh, for myself, I feel that I am adding something to this band. And I did the same with Motorhead. And hopefully, you know, people feel the same way as I do. You know, I'm definitely doing my best. And playing wise, yes. I mean, with Motorhead for guitar solos i have to maybe be more busy with the kick drum and 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 fills and and here with scorpions maybe i have to lean back a little more and and then be busier at some other you know parts of the song so it it, it varies it takes some time to adjust but i think we have it down now i mean it sounds great and 
everybody's happy and I can't wait to do this proper U.S. tour and play Madison Square Garden here, as you mentioned, and, uh, you know, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited for that concert, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, Scorpions and Megadeth in September. It's going to be awesome. If you don't have your tickets yet, guys, definitely go get them now because they are going fast. Um, you know, touring the U.S., one of, I believe, you know, your first tours with, with Motorhead, and I think I think it was the U.S., was you opened up for Ozzy, like, back in, in 1992. Was that was that a U.S. tour? Yeah, that was the U.S. tour. That was the No More Tears tour we did with Ozzy. And any memories you could share from that tour? I mean, Ozzy and, and Lemmy were Oh, my God, that yeah. Time. That was so much fun. I mean, um, I did, we didn't get to rehearse much before it, but with Randy Castile on drums and Mike Ines and, and Zach and Ozzy, it was a fantastic band, you know, and and uh, we had so much fun with these guys. Um, you know, Lemmy knew, obviously knew Ozzy very well be- before the tour and stuff, and they hung out forever, and, uh, and we just clicked right away. It was, it was a great, great tour. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about that one. <laughs> cool. Cool. I barely remember it actually because we had a lot of party going on there. Right, right, right. And, you know, and, and you mentioned about barely remembering it, and but I mean, some of that's just the time goes by so fast. I'm, I'm sure when you, when you're out there doing your thing, and you know, you played with Motorhead for for over 23 years, and did, when you look yes. back at that time, did it go by? Does it seem? Did it, does it feel like it was 23 years, or did it go by fast? No, it, it went by very, very fast. And uh, but with that said, also we, it was so we've been touring so much, and it, it went fast. But we did a lot, you know. When I'm thinking back on it, I, I just go, "Oh my gosh!" You know, it's it, we managed to do so much over those years as well. So yeah, it went fast. But I, I think we we did a lot too, you know thinking about different time eras there and you know the the beginning of the 90s and and mid 90s and and into the 2000s and you know it, right. we managed to do so much anyway even if uh, yeah thinking back on it, it it flew by you know when when you look back at that time in motorhead are there I'm sure there's lots of highlights for you know for your career with them, but are there any that kind of rise to the top that you could share with us? Some of your favorite moments of being in that band? No, that is too much. That is too much. Uh, that's the hardest question you can ask. Right. Me, but there was there was good good stuff pretty much all the time. I mean, to play with Lamb and play with Motorhead, and I learned a lot over those years. Uh, you know, Lemmy asked me several times over the even, you know, early King Diamond when I played with King to join the band, but I, I turned him down two or three times, I think, uh, over the years because I wanted to earn my stripes first and get some routine, and I, I didn't feel ready for that that band at all. And I'm glad I turned him down several times because I, I've been, you know, I, I don't think I could have, have uh, you know, been very good with that band at early stage, I had to uh, to get some routine and, you know, learn some more. So when I finally joined, I think I was ready for it. And uh, still, I wasn't even ready for it, to tell you the truth. Because playing with them for a little while, I realized, you know, what, what, what I was into. And 
I had to step it up big time. And, and so I learned a lot from Lem and Phil and Bursal, you know, and, and we became best buddies and like a family, you know, so there was so much good stuff happening. We had fun all the time. And, and that's what I see in Scorpions as well now, you know, joining this band here, you know, many, many moons later, uh, a band that's been around for 52 years, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's easy to get into, but it's so hard to get into it at, at the same time because they have their routines, they have their, their way of, of working and, you know, the whole thing. And, and, and so do I. So either it clicks or, or it doesn't, uh, on the personal level and, and on, on, the you know, the musical level. So, but here we clicked right away. They loved what they heard and how I played. And, and so did I, and it was great for me to join a band and play something else as well. You know, right. after almost 25 years with motorhead playing the same music, playing the same stuff. And, and uh, thinking that way as a drummer, it was a big, big challenge for me. It was not easy, and it still isn't easy. These guys are very, very, they're great musicians, and they know what they want. They know how to sound, and, you know, it's, I have to adjust myself at the same time as they need, really need to adjust to me. But uh, I think we managed pretty good, and, and the result is a great, great live show, and it's very tight. It's very heavy. I heard some remarks about, oh, back to the 70s, kind of, and, you know, really powerful, and I'm giving it my best. You know, I'm, awesome. I'm giving 200% up there, so, well, we, so it's we, good. Yeah, we, the fans of, of you and the Scorpions, we think it just sounds like a great combination and are totally psyched for this tour. I would love to be able to maybe pop backstage and say a quick hi to you at Madison Square Garden if you if you have time absolutely and absolutely be great to shake your hand and uh, yeah thank you just for all the great music you've given us through the years again I'm a long time yeah. fan going way back to King Diamond love Motorhead and always been a Scorpions fan so I'm just psyched to see you uh, in that setting uh, Mickey thank you for talking yeah, with perfect. us on Talking Metal thank you for having me and uh, see you in New York Madison Square Garden
little Motorhead with the one and only Mickey D on drums on that one. Get back in line. That's got to be, I'm guessing, six or seven years old at this point without looking it up. Uh, I'm guessing that's about six or seven years old. Great stuff. So much great Motorhead. You know, a lot of times I feel like, uh, you know, those, those first batch of Motorhead albums were all so potent that a lot of the a lot of the stuff they did in like the last decade or so or so even last 15 years of their career sometimes gets a little overlooked and it's definitely some some great great stuff i think martin popoff was when he was on the great uh you know heavy metal historian even commented on that motorhead episode we did a few a few uh episodes back probably five or six at this point. He even said that he loves all the, all the Motorhead records. I mean, they, they really haven't done a bad record. And uh, it's worth revisiting the stuff they did with with Mickey D if, uh, if you haven't in a while because there's some great, great stuff there. All righty. So that's going to do it for this episode. I wanted to thank everyone for joining us. And I want to let everyone know that we will be at the Pod Expo, Rock and Pod Expo out in Nashville, Tennessee, Later this month, August 26th, please uh, meet us there and, and let's hang. And if you want to do a show with us, it's just a $75 donation at the Rock and Pod Expo GoFundMe page, which will be linked through today's show notes. Where do you find today's show notes? Well, you go to TalkingMetal.com. You go into the Talking Metal section. Go to the podcasting section for Talking Metal Podcast, and you'll see it there. Leave a comment. Let me know what you thought of this show. Get involved with talkingmetal.com. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, you can always show your support by using our Amazon links on the site. Or you can leave me a PayPal donation. My PayPal account is my email, striegelmark at gmail.com. That's S-T-R-I-G-L-M-A-R-K. Cool. And I know I said the uh, the next episode is going to be the listener um feedback episode with your phone calls and stuff uh sorry it it'll be probably the next episode try to get to that one all right that'll do it for today thank you very much and take care we'll talk to you next time do you love it loud then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockandPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Feast your ears. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.